Vakratanda Mahakaya Surya Koti Samaprava Nirvegyanam Kurumadeva Sarva Karyeshu Sarvada O Lord, with a twisted trunk and a mighty body, one whose brilliance is equivalent to the brightness of ten million suns, my Lord Ganesh, always make my endeavors free of obstacles. Om Jananda Mayam Devam Nirmalas Pahat Kritam Apararam Sarvarvinyanam Hayagrivam Upasmai I worship Lord Hadagriva, who is the very form of knowledge, pure as a crystal, and who is the support of all knowledge. Lord Hayagriva, who brought back the Vedas to Lord Brahma. Om Tat Purusha Vidmai Madeva Dimai Tano Rudra Prachodayat. Let us invoke the superlative male and omniscient Lord Shiva. Let us meditate and focus upon the Supreme Lord Mahadev. Ask Rudra to provide inspiration and guidance for our spiritual journey. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Deva, Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Param Brahma, Tasmai Shri, Guru Ave Namaha. The Guru is Brahma, the Guru is Vishnu, the Guru Deva is Maheshwara. The Guru is a Para Brahman, the Supreme Brahman. Salutations to the Guru. We bow at your feet, Lord. Dattatreya who has mastered all three gunas. Om Namah Shivaya. Wow, thank you for that. Oh, we were recording? This is recording. <laughs> oh. So, big uh. ups to you for the introduction <laughs> mantra. Um, this is Raven's Nest, Vedic Astrology Podcast. Hello, everyone. We uh, are thankful for you tuning in to our awesome show. Uh, yeah, we're I, in awe that we're still doing it. <laughs> it's been how long? Uh, we've been going since 2020. No, tw it's been about a year now. So a little over a year. We started in like spring of 2021 out in California, actually. And we're, we, we wanted to do like sun through nakshatras. That was kind of our way of keeping pace, but... We're just kind of flowing with whatever works, and we might we we do series. We're doing series on things, but we're not doing like we've said before the classical like here's ABC one two three astrology because you know we're we're taking a different angle. For yeah, many we reasons, can't follow linear time very well, so you'll have to pardon us. That is our challenge in this lifetime. It's not a challenge. We're just too eclectic. We're too <laughs> ahead of ourselves. So. Uh, we're going to try and bring all that back to your awareness. But well, I'd like to think of it as we like to talk about what we see as being relevant in the moment uh, for what we notice happening in our, you know, uh, locale where we live, uh, what we see people talking about and how that reflects itself in astrology. And to me, that is keeping astrology relevant and and um making it how it should be 
uh, studied, which is with life, not separate. It is not a separate thing. It is an integrated uh, science for a reason. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I sort of am... I'm quite mercurial at heart, but, uh, you know, when remedies become more than just like telling you about your personality and like a real remedy right now is to tell you to go to brush your damn teeth or to like go clean your damn room. And that's actually a remedy. It, it reveals a side of astrology that's not so ego based and like, uh, like just ego driven. Well, it, it's, it's logical because. Because what I think we've lost in astrology culturally is that astrologers want to give a remedy for every single person that has Neptune and Virgo. For every single person that has Moon and Ardra, they want to give a certain remedy. They're like, oh no, uh, this is a terrible position because they're isolating each planet. They're not looking at the whole, right? That's what we look at in Ayurveda. We look at the whole. So when you look at the whole chart and then you look at the whole person and you think about what makes sense for them as a remedy, you have to adapt that remedy so that it makes sense for that person. Because if you tell a person, hey, you're going to have to do a Matangi Japa, they're going to be like, what? And they don't even relate to the, you know, to the uh, practice or they don't understand the deities. They're definitely not going to do a remedy and that's not going to help them. But if you tell them, hey, like maybe you should go to your local church and deliver some baked goods every Monday and make sure that you uh, feed young women. Hey, that's a doable remedy. You know, that's, it's like what you're saying. You've got to give people what they can relate to so that they can really uh, resonate with astrology because astrology is not about like doing these weird standing on one foot austerity practices. Yeah, uh, it can be, but you know that's not for everybody. And but there is these deep correlations between like the nakshatras and like their uh, the tree or the plant that relates to it. And then like you you would speak on these things. Like I can't help you if you know you're good in many different areas of your life, except for maybe your own health. That's where I'd say talk to Christina here because she understands that because of these gunas and then this plant and then the, because you have a rajasic planet in this particular nakshatra that's heavy you know that the leaves of a neem tree might be good for them or something right or, which, is, yeah. which is why like this blows everything out of the water as far as like western and all that bs yeah Th like how is, can you this <laughs> integrates everything dude it, it takes all accounts of your life. This is why this stuff is superior. And I'm going to say it is because it is. <laughs> well, because we're constantly getting wowed with like how it all ties together. Like, you know, the other day I was exploring some uh, Kabbalistic numerology and uh, I just got a book that I'm super excited about. That is a Vedic numerology book written by a man who is a practicing Vedic astrologer and Ayurvedic practitioner. Like that's my jam, I and what what the num the numbers in that book they corresponded exactly to the numerology, even down to the symbolism in Vedic astrology. So, don't let people tell you that 
that these modalities are not interchangeable because they are. It just takes some s deep searching. And if you don't have the, um, the knowledge, collaborate with somebody that does. Like if, you know, like, for example, you know, David is uh, more experienced with exercise. So if I got a client that was like, hey, I want like a exercise regimen and he's a young guy. And I mean, I wouldn't. I would kind of know what to tell him, but you would be able to relate to him better. So that's how we can help each other out. Like, it's not about, you know, this is this is my client or that's my client. As practitioners of Vedic astrology, we can all help each other out by um, seeing where we shine and what we understand and also uh, giving the client homework or ourselves homework in relation to, hey, well, if you really like, this idea maybe you should explore it more you know yeah well and you know we're finding out more and more by what our own teachings are that there's plenty of other like-minded teachers um, and I th something that goes over a lot of people's heads with astrology and why this makes sense is that sun and moon as solar and lunar mysticism these are karakas for the father and the, the mother. Now, we're not parenting kids. We don't have kids. But I, I, I do see some wisdom and truth that comes out of the fatherly and motherly wisdom. And one of the biggest, uh, you know, just one of the obvious factors about life is that we tend to just, we, we inherit the karmas of our mother and father. No matter what, no matter if you even had parents, you still did in some way. That is the karma that one of them faced. You know, what, what's this? Uh, what is so hard about understanding that through our lineages and our ancestry? And, you know, I'm kind of talking about this because we're going to go into Sun and Leo in Maga, which is ancestral energy. The Pitris as well. And we're yeah. not there yet. We're actually still Gandanta sun right now, which yeah. is why Ash we're getting Lacia. a lot of rain and downpours. And even uh, in California, I heard that they were getting rain. Yeah. Well, it's also the, the North Node and Mars in their position too, making it a little bit uh, heavy. But the and you put Uranus in that, it's just gonna. But I guess back to what I'm my the, my point is like the astrology is just kind of going to connect the dots for things you might have already should have listened to from maybe your dad or maybe it was your mom who did something a certain way and you developed a, a certain habit that that actually was negative when in fact you could have corrected it years ago and it's because of that motherly wisdom though that you now understand what you're doing with your life so uh but that's just I, the journey that we go through and and that's how you you know this is why but i i say all this just transits as, are important and doshas are important because maybe you weren't ready to accept those things yet but you will come back to them later well and timing is everything which is really what this is about you know uh we were listening to the new pi video with uh uthra bhadrapada and eve you know doing what she does best talking about how this was never about personality. 
Oh they, my they gosh, that was gave. just a slam dunk, right? And it's not a personality astrology. This and is I what the West has that's destroyed. The best is the the meaning of astrology, which is it's not that you're going to be famous or like you're destined for greatness. No, astrology was about timing. It was about ritual, knowing that each nakshatra there's something that works to the favor of doing. You know, uh, like it, yeah, it was also about you know. It was skewed for business here in the West. Like I've told several people, it all started with Linda Goodman's Sun Signs book, which was created as a way to make money and to get people interested in a form of astrology that was never relevant for humans. Ever, never, ever. It was just, it's just like a, a newspaper. Like when you think about the inception of, of newspapers in the United States with like the moguls, why did they start the news? It wasn't to let people know what was going on. It's to promote themselves, just like what celebrities do. Like celebrities yeah, use the media and the media uses celebrities so that they can each stay relevant. If you don't pay attention to the TV or celebrities, life will still go on. You know, we live by communities of people that are, uh, you know, Amish and Mennonites. And what do they use? They use the farmer's almanac and they follow the moon to plant and harvest, which is what we do in Ayurveda. You select certain herbs when the moon is in this phase, right? There's nothing, I mean, there is something magical about it, but at the same time, there really isn't because it's just using what you've studied for thousands of years and shown to be true. That is the definition of science, right? Studying something, uh, repeating that, and getting the same results or similar results is a scientific method. So when you think about it, Ayurveda and Jyotish is pretty flawless because there's thousands of years of evidence of these things being true. And we're still finding out more and more. Right. And they do something called following tradition. You know, like in India, they, they have like, you know, different sects of different teachings, right? And, you know, to be... Uh, qualified who is your teacher or like who taught yeah, you what's that? your lineage and you know in the west it's just a complete like frenzy to, to just you know google everything and that's that's your teacher and oh god you know, that's, that's the initiator is google it's called the Oof. orphan you know dave called it in his book i read the the orphaned mindset you know where we're just like kind of our mindset is orphaned we 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 left europe we came here we we ditched our parents teachings and now we're learning the hard way that we need these things. We can't live without tradition. We can't live without, uh, you know, some some type of shelter, right? Shelter, sun and cancer. Oh, great band, shelter. You know, if you don't have sustainability within your own walls or, or within yourself, like the you're, point, yeah, yourself the point is the in wall. this stuff, in this archaic science and, and – in Ayurveda and astrology is we're trying to develop self-sustainability we're, we're looking to generate the energy within us to do what the universal prin principles of like you know cultivating the energy and then the energy outside of us will take care of itself you know that sort of thing is what we're trying to do we're we're not uh, you know we're, we're sticking to the, the principles very very good but i think moral of the story is 
you know, you can lead a horse to water, but there's a lot of horses that don't want to drink and they're, that's their karma. You know, I'm a, I, I always wonder why people are so stubborn in the wrong ways. I think it's good. I don't think stubbornness is bad. I think stubbornness is great when you maybe stubborn about waking up every morning at 7 a.m. and doing a, a mild meditation and doing like, you know, a mild workout. And you were stubborn as hell about doing that every other day. But we're stubborn in, in the wrong ways, you know. But I digress. We're going to get back to the, the, the stars and talk a bit about what's going on in today's world. It's August 6, 2022. We have about, looks like, four planets retrograde. It's a lot, isn't it? Um, now, retrograde doesn't necessarily mean bad. In fact, Jupiter in his own sign of, of Pisces in the nakshatra of Uttarabhadrapada, I would say, is not a bad uh, not a bad gig by any means. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I like to explain retrograde to people as revisiting certain things, right? Like making sure you got things done or, you know, if you have certain indicators in your chart, like perhaps maybe you do have, um, you know, Jupiter and Saturn retrograde in your chart. This may be a, a great time for you uh, in business and spirituality, but that might not be the case for everyone else that doesn't have those planets retrograde or if somebody has, you know, their natal um, planets uh, in Utrabhadapada, they may be feeling a wild energy field right now, um, like almost like a mystical experience constantly being yanked out of this mystical trance to deal with worldly affairs. You know, uh, having to deal with timing, having to deal with these Saturnian things, especially with Danishta, you know, um, Danishta is, is about, it, it's ruled by Mars, you know, so it can be about war, but it could also be about prosperity. So there's many layers to Danishta, which I think, uh, you know, it's also connected to the pulse, right? Uh, in Ayurveda, there's a, pulse examination which is key to understanding where the patient's at and Danishta is also represented by that same pulse or the beat yeah Danishta is also it's kind of bringing out uh stabilizing the the real estate economy right now um and it happened very in tune with Saturn where it's at. And I think it, it has to do with several things. Like you said, Mars is the nakshatra ruler of Danishta. And so that has to do with land. That's real estate. But mm -hmm. it's also opposite the fourth house of Cancer. Mm -hmm. um, but it was almost like with clockwork how when Saturn went retrograde, the prices kind of sort of steadied back down and are Corrected. more correcting. Yeah. Which is which is good, uh, and it, it was like when it was going into Aquarius, the va the Vata increasing yeah Vata increasing sign of Aquarius was still making those prices go out of hand, and then as soon as retrograde happened, it was like hold on, interest rates went up, prices sort of mellowed down. They're yeah, still high. brought more earth They're still elements. very high. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's <laughs> not like we're back to 2012 or something, but uh, yeah. Um, that was well said. 
I noticed, you know, we've already talked about Mars through Aries and with Rahu being there, I've seen plenty of cars broken down on the side of the road. I, I could count over 10 cars in the past week. I've or seen cars for sale. Well, sell, but, you know, I, I've seen people on the side of the road with their hoods up. And I'm like, that's Mars with Rahu. Rahu's just causing a, you know, a mess like Rahu does. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Well, also, Barn isn't it Barney sometimes associated with cars? Or is that Ashwini? Yeah, I'd say both. Yeah. But. Shout out to my dad, Barney, car guy, <laughs> <laughs> who probably doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Barney's a... Um, well, I said the cars thing because I think about Aries is a very, you know, masculine Martian sign and fixing cars, you know, seeing cars broken down. That's to me seems like a very Martian thing. Yeah. Mechanics, right? Because we often see uh, a Mar a certain Mars position uh, having to do with people that are really good with mechanics, whether it be you know, Saturnian type mechanics like cars and steel or mechanics of, uh, you know, the Rahu world of the Internet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, Moon's yeah. currently with uh, it's in Anurada. Um, in the eighth house of the United States chart from the Ascendant. So. Could be a transit where, you know, people are dealing with assets, right? Properties and things like that. Back to the real estate thing. But um, it seems like people want to either buy a lot of property or get rid of a lot of property. There seems to be a lot of assets being moved around. I see you thinking over there. Something's about to come out. <laughs> um, and, you know, the moon being in Anurada, it has to do with legal loopholes as well. I love to remind people about that because, you know, people think that everything is so fixed. And when you have Jupiter retrograde, that also has to do with the law, right? And Saturn has to do with the people. So this could be a time of revising legal papers contracts having to do with work land uh perhaps relationships i've known a lot of people that have gotten divorced in the past year or ended relationships and the division of assets took some time and it seems like now this division of assets is actually happening yeah um Stuff happening, too, in the future is a little bit about, uh, you know, Mercury's going to go retrograde in September, but it's going to be in Virgo, which I, I really like, and I think it's going to be very positive. Uh, what's interesting about that transit, however, is that Jupiter's opposite Mercury during that transit. So what I find through that, because of Mercury and Jupiter's relationship, it's like a uh, one is like the teacher, right? And one's the student. Father so, and son. So there's going to be either exchange of energy between fatherly like people and the offspring. It could be a, a teacher like person and their student. 
it could simply be that like you mentors learned, it's going to be a, a moment of learning something you know it doesn't have to be heavy and it's not because these are two planets in their own signs and the, the signs themselves are always opposite each other right which mm-hmm. is what the story of mythology explains is that you know although jupiter kind of probably hit mercury across the head because he was still the playful child the playful child was extremely smart and, and actually well he proved himself that's the mythology right with, Ju- right with jupiter and mercury like jupiter was this i mean he's the teacher that you want he knows everything but he also has no time for fools right he doesn't have time for that spazzy little kid be the fool yeah, but, but he became the enlightened fool because what he became the best student. Like, yeah, I mean, what is Mercury? Bud, and Bud is. I, I mean, in religions, it's obvious that Bud was related to Buddha. I think. I think. It's or obvious, the Buddhas, because there are several Buddhas. Right. So, and you know, in like religion, there each religion I believe is actually represent represented by one of the planets. Yeah, we've learned that. I just don't know off the top of my head but yeah well for example anurata is often associated with um uh if you have that in your chart you could have friends that are uh, muslims or date muslims that is one thing i remember krs saying which i thought was really interesting because i've had a lot of muslim friends in my life and it's not just because i'm from los angeles it's just that's in my chart yeah yeah that's there seems to be association with that for sure um, but yeah, back to the Mercury Jupiter there, there's going to be, uh, a period of, of learning something. I really think that there's going to be, uh, gains within one's, you know, intelligence and spiritual life. You know, if you're not on good terms with Jupiter, it, you might, this transit might go over a lot of people's head, you know, or they'll, they'll, they'll lose interest if their Mercury is not, you know, geared toward the intellectual right this is part of what you know let's not let this be misunderstood we we like to joke on this podcast but there is an intellectual gear to what we're talking about you know so and uh, and there's really no requirement for the intellect that we're sharing other than interest because that is the first you know spark of anything is interest right a desire to know curiosity which goes back to mercury curiosity will lead you to where you need to be now what you decide to do with that that's that's also reflected in the type of mercury that you have um yeah but i i do think that this 612 axis is going to also highlight a lot of the things that people have been revisiting that were thrown off by the uh, pandemic which is people were getting into health and spirituality like in massive record numbers before the pandemic uh people were meditating doing yoga like the whole health industry was taking off people were like there were more people into health than not into health regardless of their level of involvement there were more people pursuing that and then all of that got derailed by the pandemic but now we're seeing that interest come back even if you know i'm in a totally different city on the opposite side of the united states in a place where people would probably think oh those people don't know anything about health well actually people here have maintained 
traditions related to health that have been passed down through their families, which I find really amazing and interesting and very much in alignment with what Ayurveda actually is. That is passing down the knowledge that you have learned from your ancestors, which goes back to what we're talking about with these transits in MAGA, learning from your family about health and wellness and and family medicine. That is what Ayurveda is in its essence. Medicine for the family. Right. Right. Growing herbs, living on a farm, making your own butter, raising your cows, taking your children out to play with the animals and being in nature. You know, these are all things that uh, are exactly in alignment with health. Definitely. Yeah, we're we're very, uh, man, like the lifestyle of most Americans is just not, you know, we're go, go, go. We have to work our job. We have to be streaming, you know, streamlining caffeine into our system just to make sure we get our work done. And then we do it all over again, 10 times over. And yeah, over working and over. long hours, not so paying attention to health, eating crappy food. And the food. result is disease. The result is sicknesses. You know, it's like it's right in front of our face and if what we're doing is only creating more problems more no no remedies are working no cures are about it means we need to do something different you know i i've never heard something more blasphemous than like the science is settled that that's never <laughs> that's the most that, that makes me so mad that never made sense to any scientist. If you're an actual scientist, you know that it's always been about never, you know, you don't come to a conclusion. Imagine you, you if can, Tesla had but, said that. Huh? Imagine if Tesla had said that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, in his case, perhaps he could have said that and he would have had the answer, which would have been free energy for everybody. But no. I don't know. I, we have a weird way in our country of like, offing people that probably had the key the key to the kingdom and then like you know brushing it over in dirt and then forgetting about it and like, yeah don't look a, there we have a very weird way of like distorting the reality but anyways well i mean that to take it back to astrology that has to do with the day that the united states was created on the grounds that it was created in the way that it was created Yes, the idea was a beautiful idea. Freedom for everyone, live how you would like. But, you know, let's let's not talk about all the natives that were slaughtered to take over the land. Like, those things have repercussions. You know, actions have repercussions. And, and in the infancy of the United States, you know, uh, coexisting with the, those natives might have made a whole different way of life for people here. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, the chart. I, uh, another sign of, you know, something right in front of our face, you know, seeing, you know, the, the wisdom and knowledge that those Indian tribes had, the natives would have. The people that had been here. It would have it made the society even more better. But we're, we were in that, what Terrence called the dominator mindset. You know, the, we, we've reached just the whole pinnacle of, of, the dominator mentality this is my land this is my real estate i paid this, for these it these are so my it's mine. wives this is my religion this is my car 
this is what I believe. This, this is, is my dog, my for. cat. <laughs> <laughs> on and on, my, 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 my. Then me, 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 me. Um, yeah, it's, well, you know, there's a disconnect with the mind. And you can see that in the United States chart because what? The moon was with K2 and Pluto <laughs> in the original chart and opposite Mercury retrograde Rahu in the Kendras. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking at that chart, but there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Yeah, well. You know, anyways. but when you put that as a foundation, you kind of, you have to work really hard to make something of it. And I think that is the part of the United States that people need to remember. Work ethic, working hard. The rags to riches story is why people come here. They come here because they want the opportunity to create the business they've always dreamt of because they were living in a communist country that did not allow that. So we need to get back to those ideals of freedom and w work ethic. And what are you working for? Are you working to pay off your car or are you working because you love the work that you do because it benefits your community, right? You know, we're, we're going through as a culture a an either an upgrade or a downgrade. And I feel like it's simultaneously happening both ways. Some people are upgrading and creating new businesses and, uh, you know, taking things into the future. And same time, people are, you know, downgrading their life, you know, spending most of their life on social media, watching three second videos, uh, vitiating their uh, intellect, right? And that's the balance of life, though. We're going to coexist in these ways that are going to be uncomfortable. And, and like what you were saying earlier, it's maybe it's some people's karma to be that way. And as astrologers and as practitioners of, of Ayurveda, because we all are practitioners of Ayurveda, even if you aren't, you know, you didn't pay the money, you're still doing it. If you have the intention to live a healthy life, help your community and make each day an opportunity to learn more about, you know, these plants or animals or things that will help your journey, right? Right. Yep, that's it. That was just my sixth house tangent on health. Huh. <laughs> well, it's a it's a big it's a serious problem and you know, as at, you as a Ayurvedic practitioner have the right to speak on those things and I actually think you should talk about it more. <laughs> but no, you don't want me to. <laughs> it's going to get too too detailed. But, you know, we're in the Kali Yuga. We have this opportunity to spiritually upgrade ourselves because we have all of the answers. We actually have all the answers in the palm of our hand. Yeah, like, that, well, that's the most uh, frustrating part about all this is like, how can we be so stupid? <laughs> but uh, we're, we're, we're learning, you know, we're going to learn. We have to so. remind each other i think of because i think people get caught up right uh there's a lot of people that cannot multitask they cannot they have to do one thing at a time and you know that's that's just their nature we have to remind each other of things that might be logical to us but they might not be logical to someone else 
and that's the beauty of the coexistence with all these different personalities and all these different energies you know like i might think like it's logical to you know eat your breakfast and then drink coffee but i didn't always think that way i always thought like oh i should just drink coffee first and then i'll have my breakfast but then i learned that that's totally wrong and i corrected because i saw what happened but sometimes we have to let our ego take a back seat so that we can learn something and and experiment for ourselves and see how it works because it's yeah. not going to be the same for everybody yeah for sure yeah and, and just uh, use every day as an opportunity to to you know talk to people like people have forgotten how to have a conversation like that's what i love about podcasts so much is like you can hear multiple people talking. You can hear one person talking and they're talking about all kinds of different things, right? And you can listen to it either live or not live and, and always have some kind of knowledge. So there's always going to be more and more knowledge being released by different people. And we can see uh, people's journeys and experience uh, their learning and intellect through this this media right so it brings up the point that you know as as ignorant as we can all be as human beings you know no one's i'm not we're not saying we're the ones that are smart by any means but it's through this process of uh going through the experience that we we do learn stuff and it's it's quite a i think it's actually like a it's like a collective boon we've been given to to have these annoying little devices and be able to, I don't know, book a flight to China if I wanted to in 10 seconds, if I have the money to do so and get there, you know, that, that, that to a native American in the 16th century would have thought that was witchcraft <laughs> and, and would have really, you know, put you on trial for, for uh, treason or something. But now, What's moving on forward? The, the, another point of what happens when we give a reading is, is we will touch on those things, those, those, uh, the points of, of the contact between what stars were present at the exact moment of your birth. But uh, we, we go into depth of Dasha, right? We've talked about Dasha, and we, we also go into nakshatras and this is where the real juice is, guys. This is where we, as a, a businessman and an astrologer, my selling point is <laughs> a nakshatra. So um, <laughs> what is a nakshatra again? It's, the, it's literally the star constellations that are right around the same portion of the zodiac or like right above it. You know, we so either at the ecliptic or, at ecliptic or far away from or the ecliptic slash galactic center, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. And I'm not an astronomer, so I'm not going to get into the details of all that. But the point is, there's energetic, you know, frequencies coming off of not just the zodiac sign. You know, we're that's rudimentary stuff, but it, it still matters in the grand scheme of the mechanics. But if we're really going to tell you, if you really want to know more about, you know, personality stuff, I think the nakshatras are a great place to, to get an idea of what kind of things you're feeling. Yeah. yeah, we've experimented with that stuff, um, and I keep seeing just so many flawless um, 
you know, results coming from using the nakshatras really like, you know, just like, for example, we're talking about, you know, um, the Bhadrapadas, right? And uh, Purva Bhadrapada is supposed to be the birth star of Buddhagraha, who is referred to as the perfect student, right? Yeah, I, that was something new I had not, that I, you know, had learned through those, these recent Pi Team videos was that Mercury was, is the birth star, right? Oh, Purva Bhadrapada of, is the birth star of Mercury. Yeah. Right, right. Which, that's, I could see that. That's kind of interesting. Um, uh it is a, I mean, the Bhadrapadas are the pairs, part of the pairs of the nakshatras along with Uttarashada and um, the Falgunis, right? And and when you think about, like, let's take away all the mystical nature of everything, unfortunately, for a second. Let's just think about the timing of these pairs of nakshatras, what happens. There's a lot of ceremonies that happen during these times. There's a uh, you know, the equinoxes that happen, right, during these times. So even on that mundane level, if you just remember, okay, the, the Bhadrapadas or when this happens or, you know, uh, Revati's the last nakshatra, whatever you can do to start to build your knowledge on the nakshatras will inform so much more of how you see a chart or how you see astrology start with your own chart you know if you know that you have a sun in ashlesha you can start there yeah i mean that that's part of how we would do a reading right it's analyzing all these you know different aspects of nakshatra yeah, and uh, um, like we can use that as an example. Like you know, currently the sun is in Ashlesha, right, and the moon's in Anuradha. If let's say this person's birth chart had that with a Mars and Kritika and uh, Mercury and and Maga, right? If this person had a sun in Ashlesha um, and the moon in Anuradha, maybe this person. Um, made secret potions in a laboratory in this castle like but that would also be something that you do during this transit right? right like what we're talking about with ritual as far as like knowing the timing of things perfect example of what you would want to do on a day like this with moon transiting that right because ashlesha is related to the sarpas the snakes but it's also related to making medicines or even like uh I think Dr. Pai said Ashlesha is uh, homeopathy. Right. Which yeah. is, you know, using a tiny bit of sometimes poisonous substances, which would be in a large amount poisonous. But that's like the same thing as like when you have allergies and you take bee pollen, you, you take a little bit of the pollen in order to build the immunity to it so that when you go outside, it doesn't slam you down and give you sinuses. Right. Yeah, how, oh, no, 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 no. We're, we want to go take the most genetically modified, uh, commercialized thing that comes on every 10 minutes after my favorite TV show. I'm going to go get that stuff because it works. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, who would have thought that everything we need came from Mother Earth? You know? But TV is not from the Earth. It's from the Rahu world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's like, it's like Rahu, uh, Uranus, Neptune, right? Yeah, but yeah, guys, uh, remedies, remedies, remedies. 
Um, no I, question you know, another, too small or too big either in astrology, right? Again, you know, not this is not like figure out like because it's cancer season, we're gonna go hang out by the water. I mean, that's cool, but you know, let's 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 pinpoint, let's let's fine tune what works for you, even on timing. I know because of certain patterns in my chart, I should work Mondays and then I should take off on Friday. I'm talking about chart mechanics as to why I came to that conclusion. So these things are very important. I love you know? that you said that because I have noticed um, I played with that concept before I even knew about doshas when I was uh, studying yoga and um, teaching yoga. I got um, to a place where I just was like, all right, I'm just not going to do my fashion job anymore and I'm going to go into yoga and study spirituality and Ayurveda. And when I was first teaching yoga, the two days that I got to teach yoga were Tuesday and Friday. And I thought, wow, that's kind of amazing. I really like that. And Mondays, sometimes I would teach a meditation class and I thought, wow. Well, I knew the days of the week were associated with planets and I knew that there were certain transits happening. So that worked for me. Right. And a lot of times people will already have it that it'll be kind of intuitively done already. They'll be like, well, I already work this day and, and then this day I take off. And then they'll explain to you like, oh, because this, this and half once and it was bad and I just don't want to work those days. You're like, good. That's because uh, that Saturn, you don't want to work Saturdays with that Saturn. It's yeah, just going to be better for you to rest. Know. It's going to be better for you to relax. All things that we put together in a chart. Um, but that's a that's that's called you know integrating the holistic approach, which is you know the the next level to the stuff. It's uh, it's not that you're you're gonna like become a millionaire because the planets are just blessing you. You know, most people understand that this stuff requires practical efforts and intention to grow. And honestly, it takes a certain amount of faith. And which is why we do talk about religions, because we have our opinions about religions. And, you know, have studied this from an astrological perspective. But faith in general is superior to no faith. It's the crux of everything. If you don't believe in something that you're doing, then why are you doing it? I'm, because it's a routine, because it's a programming. That's yeah. most people, unfortunately. And, you know, you got to gently uh, break the spell for people because they might lose uh, everything because they're not uh, in tune. And I think as... Uh, as people that study this or, you know, any any level of involvement in astrology or, you know, people that are interested in religion or faith, the best thing that you can do for other people is to have a conversation with them. And if you agree, great. If you disagree, great. Either way, hey, shake hands. It's over. You know, you're still going to you're still going to be friends at the end of the day, hopefully. You know, it, it's it's let's bring back the intellectual debates. Let's bring back the uh, sharing of ideas, because when you have this conflict and opposing views, that's when creativity happens. Yeah. Right. That's, that's creation. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm obsessed with the, the, the polarity of Hinduism, Buddhism, because. 
Oh, well, it's kind of the kind same of like, thing. They're kind of, but still at the same time, Buddhism is kind of like, you don't even have to do any of that. You can, you know, be... You're obsessed with the rejected, the rejection part of Buddhism well, it's where it's like everything is nothing. Well, it's promotes detachment to me because that means you can get away with achieving nothing. No, that's not <laughs> what it means. That's not what it means. But the point is, is clearing your mind, sitting still, and there's stuff happening on an esoteric level within you with your body and the spinal cord and the inga and pingala and these things. The Ida and pingala. Bring you back to your center, right? The and shushmana, I, you know, right? You can go talk about your amazing bodhisattvas and all this you know, stuff that requires really a teacher, but from a very you know, normal standpoint, we're, we're just basically sitting in... Uh, a state of e- equilibrium yeah i get what you're you know? saying yeah the the beauty of buddhism is versus hinduism or you know the vedantic uh perspective is for your meditation doesn't really need a method it just needs you to sit which right? is i think a profound you know just uh key to the universe that is yeah you it's putting your ego aside uh, and i i think uh, i'll i'll end with this i went through that because i was in a system where um i studied you know in a very uh methodical way i did like meditations for hours and i would sit for hours and i would you know do these things in the exact way that they were prescribed and then sometimes i wouldn't and i would just experiment to see what happened and then i got to a place where i rejected all of it and i just i heard brahm das say something in one of his talks where he said uh to the effect of you don't need to do all that you just need to sit and allow the meditating to happen yeah exactly and that was a Um, that was a big moment for me because i like things to be a certain way you know have some virgo stuff happening in my chart where i like to be very organized and i like to follow the rules and and the process and honor the process and all that but the best part of all that was just knowing i have i know all these things but i don't need to do them because it doesn't work anymore Right, and that's there's a beautiful, uh, you know, there's, that's liberation in a way to me. That's but, growth. Yeah. yeah, that's moksha right there. The why someone like why do I talk about Terence McKenna so much? Because even in his last dying days, one of his last lectures, he was talking about the the primacy of direct experience, which is being in the present moment. So someone that was super intellectual, you know, yeah. we know he wasn't just a psychonaut. This guy was studying. You know, hermeticism on deep levels, the hermetic plants. corpus, plants, ethnobotany. He was ethnobotanist. But Butterfly the last thing collector. he wanted to, to, to harp on was the present moment. Well, let's not forget the, I think one of the most important things he ever did was he reached the resolution and, and formulated the time wave, which if you haven't heard our episode on the time wave, highly recommend it. Because we, he put into perspective something that, most intellectual people never could put into words or even formulate or even like show 
he put it into a system. He made his own system with the time wave showing the progression of things. He kind of, you know, he kind of painted his own. Mona he Lisa, put his le yeah, left and know. right brain together to make the time wave theory. Uh, and there's there's a lot of things on the time wave that aren't so, you know, he put it into in a worldly perspective, but it can also relate to the 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 shifts in of entropy in, entropy and novelty that occur on an individual basis, and that's basically, you know, that's all this is. You know, we're 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 intellectualizing and articulating the universe, the planets, you know, something with Mars and Aries right now is occurring on a, a very minute level within you. You know, that's the whole phenomena around this stuff, right? I so. think we're very lucky that, I keep saying it, but I think we're very lucky that the planets are in their own signs or in their own houses where they're at right now because... The collective would be in a darker place. I think for it being the Kali Yuga, yeah, it's pretty messed up. But we're we're lucky that we have these. You know, we have Guru in Pisces right now, right? We have uh, Saturn and Capricorn right now, revisiting things. We have time to correct the things that need to be corrected, so that we can progress in our spiritual life, in our material life right yeah but you know next year guru will be out of it's his own sign yeah so, so you, know, you got to get it done this year <laughs> well i'm just saying that like it's that's you're, what you're saying is true but it's also like you know we're, we're we're maximizing our potential no matter what that's the we're not victims to these planets and their signs you know that's yeah, part so of, take advantage of, of the, the good transits when they happen. Exactly. That's what that's what the point of talking about uh, the transits in astrology are versus the personality astrology. Like, oh, a uh, moon in Scorpio is the worst position ever. Like, you will never be able to get past your own mind. Like, come on. No, that's, it's that's not, not like that means. at all. <laughs> it's well, not like that at all. No, and but we also look at divisional charts, which is like looking at five other. It's like getting five readings in one, you know, so much work. It's, it's totally worth it, though, because it it, it really, uh, you know, this is the Mars and Critica. It really dissects down to the very structure of who you are with each chart, with each uh, planet, with each nakshatra, with each you know, experience of the Dasha. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I got to get going. I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> we've yeah, we got work this to do. Episode. We are going to keep uh, bringing our downloads and astrological imports to the table for uh, all our listeners. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're looking forward to another local class. I don't know when, but we will do one. And we're going to we want to keep that going as well. We had a lot of great feedback from our first class in in act, you know, in real time, in person. Uh, so that, that was so much fun and nerve wracking at the same time, because I do not. I mean, I'm not a teacher at all. I just we're just sharing the, the wisdom that we have picked up, you know, like a, 
Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening to our little podcast on uh, Vedic astrology. And we thank everyone um, that is studying Vedic astrology. Uh, it's a collective effort to really uh, keep this movement uh, going. See you next time.